Welcome to the conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galena. Hello. Hello, Henrietta. Hi. And uh, today we have a guest in studio. <laughs> a really special guest. And our guest today is Vanessa Hong. And we're going to have Vanessa tell us about herself and um, and then we'll tell you why she's here. <laughs> Hi, uh, this is such an honor to be on your show. This is one of my uh, favorite podcasts, talking about fashion, if not my favorite. Uh, as for me, I guess you would call me an influencer. Um, I have an Instagram account uh, under the same name, Vanessa Hong. And uh, I started my blog um, back in the day when there were still websites where people would go on and look at outfits. I started 10 years ago. And um, since then, I've parlayed my hobby into a modeling career, into developing a women's wear line that I actually stopped um, maybe four or five years ago. And um, yeah, I also have a podcast as well called Vanessa Wants to Know, where I talk about my work, fashion, wellness, um, and I guess some of the existential questions that we're going to be discussing today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. For everyone out there, Vanessa is one of my dear friends. So I'm excited to have this conversation with close friends. It's a conversation that we've all been having independently, collectively, between the three of us. Um, and it's a topic that we were actually going to tackle. But then Vanessa recently published something that really actually contributes largely to this conversation. So we wanted to invite her in. And the topic that we're going to discuss um, today is is our changing relationship with fashion changing fashion? Um, and that isn't to sound heady in, in an intentional and, and kind of preposterous way. It genuinely is the question, like our relationship with fashion, personally and collectively, it's changing so much. Is the industry changing or ready to change or set up for that change or not? And then what do we do? <laughs> And um, let's angle it specifically from this post that you that you did, Vanessa, about your about essentially the the place that you found yourself in this industry, where you're questioning the values of the industry, you're questioning your place in it, you're questioning the 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 what you deliver to your audience, and so forth. It seems to be, and you you mentioned, I'll take your phrase, that is almost like an existentialist crisis that you are at. Um, let's say professionally, uh, in terms of the kind of content that you produce and what you may want to produce and what the industry forces you to produce. So it seems that you're really at an imp- you're at an impasse as to how valuable this is to you and your life and your work. If you want to continue to pursue this kind of endeavor, because clearly it seems that you're seeking for something more meaningful, or at least maybe for this format to be represented more meaningfully. Um, so why don't you sort of break down um, this landscape as you found yourself maybe hitting this wall, having been an influencer for so long, and now you're at this point that you're like, wait a minute. Am I contributing what I want to contribute to that audience out there? Yeah, so I just want to preface this. If you haven't watched the video, um, I encourage you to, because I think it will kind of give you insight as to why we're kind of talking about this. 
And I just want to say that I represent the voice and feelings of so many girls um, who are doing exactly what I'm doing. And I mean, for me, that video, the culmination, like it just wasn't this particular fashion month. It's been years where three years, you know, like three, four, five years where that question of like, is this really what I want to be doing? Um, just started popping up over and over again. And it, and it's like, like you talk on your podcast, the fashion landscape has changed so dramatically in such a short time and influencers have played a huge role in it. You know, I mean, Instagram is a, is a massive platform. I don't even think they anticipated how powerful it would be in the fashion industry. Um, and, you know, for myself, I, I was always, you know, I, I always, I still feel very grateful, you know, to do what I do because this is what I've always wanted to do. But fashion, um, I mean, just the, the speed of it, the expectations it puts on all of us, whether we're an influencer or we're not, is just so intense. And I think something else that really has pushed this existential crisis on me um, or has pushed it through is the fact that the homogeneity of Instagram, you know, where I'm like sometimes looking at an image and I think it's actually me, but it's actually another girl. You know, she's Asian with blonde hair and has the same style as me. We, you know, we all, and it's just this, this pattern, right? And I am at this impasse. I, I call it like a ceiling and I've been hitting the ceiling for many years now. And I think this video or this, um, this uh, outpouring that I, I did on my IGTV episode was a long time coming. Because I mean, being an influencer, uh, for for those of you who may not know kind of the, um, the machinations of it, brands will come to an agency, I'm represented by an agency, or if not, they go to the manager of an influencer and they're like, look, we're launching this new product or um, we're doing an activation. We want to pay you for a post um, in exchange for uh, for content. So whether it be a video or whether it be a photo, typically it's one of the two that lives um, on the native um, Instagram page, like of the influencer. Um, and the nature of this work is very transactional. You know, I've had meaningful partnerships with brands. But at the end of the day, it's it's very transactional, and most brands, they um, they do work with influencers purely as models, you know. And and most of us that have gotten into this, um, not to not to you know say that models, um, uh, I don't know how do I say well, this? model a model is a very specific line of work, right? Exactly. Right? A lot yeah. of these girls that I know, I mean, were. A lot of us have higher education. We've gone to university. You know, we had, you know, I know girls who were lawyers. I mean, I was pre-med before this. So we are um, very multifaceted. And to be kind of grouped in that circle of, of just models, you know, like shut up, do your work, do this post, stop complaining. Um, for me, uh, where I, you know, I try to, to be intellectual, like try to intellectualize my work so it has value for me, it's it's very hard. Well, I have to tell you, it, it's at that point where that I've been really looking at. You know, I know some of the influencers, I know uh, some of their education and so forth. 
And without without sounding judgy, I mean, you know, I try to to lens this through a professional appraisal. Um, but I have to say, it's at that point where you see influencers who are, you know, they're standing in the world is beyond just putting on this dress and 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 waxing lyrical about something that seems really it's actually quite transparent. You could tell that is a is a manufactured statement and so forth. And what has sort of saddened me, and again, I don't want to just be here like just like dispensing opinions and be like, oh my God, they made those those choices. But I have to say what has saddened me is that I feel like a lot of these, and we're I would say primarily speaking about female influencers, but obviously this applies to some of the males as well, is that they have been dumbed down for lack of a better word. They have really, really, really been dumbed down, put into really expensive clothing that is unattainable for a lot of people. But yet in the messaging, you hear them, you know, speaking about all these, all these myriad social injustices and all these sort of thing. And you're like, well, don't you see the incongruity? And this is this is not necessarily about the, the total authenticity of influencers, but in terms of like the choices that for example, someone like yourself making your career, and then you end up at a point that you're like, oh my God, I actually just ended up here just to be a coat hanger, and I bring more to this, I bring more to this equation. And especially that this is a space that's still being defined. The whole point of these new spaces that you can you can uh, create, um, you, you know, you can create this the space as you are, define the space as you so desire. But in many ways, you're being sort of like shoved right down into that narrow lane, Come, put on those clothes, look pretty, and shut up and get the hell out of here. But I see that that is such a detrimental position for for the community at large. But for these influencers, I just see is almost like a Faustian pact. Sorry to be so you know, sorry to be so heavy about it, but I, I, I happen to feel that there's a bit of a selling of the soul to the devil um, in that arrangement, simply because you have allowed such a large um, fraction of yourself to be eclipsed. In this, in the, in the, 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 the desire for this transaction, and again, this is such an outside observation, and I, I, so- I have so many thoughts, <laughs> but I'm gonna let Vanessa address it because it was addressed to her. But I have so many thoughts about that, and you know, I don't, as an observer, you can't just package these things and you know exactly what happens internally. But that is my observation, and I, as I said, I know some of these women, and I'm just like, well, how did you get to be? like turned into like a childlike, you know, you know, figure like that who's just sort of like pirouetted around. And I I found it to be really, really like that sellout landscape. And again, this is no indictment against you or that, but it feels very selling out, especially when you read those captions that are so menial. You're like, oh my God, I know this woman. She's a credible woman. How dare you put her in a position that she has to put this throwaway meaningless statement about selling a fucking, you know, sweatshirt. Come on. So I see that, I see that a lot in this space. And obviously we're dealing with a lot of young women, we're dealing with a lot of young people. These are phenomenal opportunities. You know, they're like, oh my God, put on this, this outfit and you're going to be paid X amount of thousands of dollars. I mean, that's going to, it's very hard for someone to just deny that when ultimately you're like, does this really goes against my integrity, like for me to put this on and to be like, oh my God, I love this, you know? So I understand how complicated and checkered that that arena is. But again, for someone like yourself and people of your kind who are um, thoughtful, conscientious, and really are not just about stepping on that stage and performing, I see it being a very conflicting, if not eclipsing, um, uh, uh, feature in their life. Yeah, I I mean, all of that, as controversial as it sounds, 
um, as heady as it sounds like you said, that's exactly what I feel. And I mean, the whole, the use of the word eclipse that I cannot think of a better way to describe where I am in my career right now. Um, It's really hard to understand, you know, what really happens behind closed doors, just because typically with a lot of these rosters, they operate like a traditional modeling agency. So there's a lot of girls, you know, on the roster. And it's like, is this person able to advocate for me? Are they really advocating for who I truly am? Am I just, you know, another face, like another deck, right, on the wall there? And I do know, and this is a frustration I hear from so many girls where, you know, they're just like, oh, everyone just thinks like I just live this flippant life. I'm, you know, like going about. And the reason why we have to, in a way, portray our lives like that on social media is because that's what performs, right? And then we just get caught up in this hamster wheel Mm -hmm. of pleasing the followers, of getting the likes. And, you know, if any influencer girl tells me that she's woke and doesn't care about followers and like doesn't, you know, like I'm free from this, it's like you're fucking lying. And, or you're just so unconscious to the point that you've deluded yourself to believe that your self-worth is not linked to this platform, right? I was talking to one of my friends about this. Um, It really messes with your brain, you know? Like, we don't know what the long-term effects of um, using Instagram and really more intimately having your income connected to it, having your self-worth connected to it. And I mean, what that does to you psychologically, and I mean, for I can speak for myself and for many others, I mean, body dysmorphia skyrockets during fashion week. Um, The number of girls that I know that take diet pills that like don't really eat during fashion month because they know they're going to be photographed by street style photographers. I mean, even myself, I mean, I, I don't take diet pills, but I'm like, you know, sometimes I see myself in a photo, I'm like, ooh, like... I didn't look so hot there. You know, maybe I should watch like what I eat today for tomorrow. And I'm like, a, you know, I'm naturally a very small person, but like this is generally the air um, that we're all a part of. And, you know, I always tell myself that you know, I'm like, just shut up and just do the job, right? Like you are so lucky to do what you do. And I think that is, that logic has been so detrimental yeah. for so many of us in the industry. And we just, and we don't talk about it, right? And that's why I'm so excited here today to, to talk openly about this because it's like, what's the point of hiding? Because I know so many girls who feel the exact same way and they just don't share it because they're like, well, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me. There are repercussions. And I mean, we all have worked in, we all work in fashion, right? Yeah. You the both have worked longer than I have. But it's like, if you, for example, if you don't show up for a Reese, if you, God forbid, you miss a show because you are sick, you're blacklisted. You know what I mean? You don't, and like, th- this is the structure that we're working in, you know? And everyone is like, namaste, fashion, we're going towards wellness. Like, you know, there's bottles of water under, you know, front row instead of like little champagne bottles. And it's like, no, the the atmosphere is still the same. 
And it's just like fashion does it so well. It's just, just painting. A, it's painting a yeah. picture. Well, you know? the inner workings are completely exactly counter. like when we, when we talk about inclusivity, when we exactly. talk about diversity, when we talk about wellness. It's like we can't be well when no one is being honest about what's really oh, going on. Okay, That's and this so is and this is exactly <laughs> why I was so excited to have this conversation, and also to Jason's point, pull it out beyond the influencer landscape, because while it's super relevant and obviously incredibly public facing, I think one of the things the three of us have in common as it pertains to this topic is we all feel very similarly. Me, I'm behind, very behind the scenes. So in theory, you could argue no one's checking for you. What's your crisis? And it's the exact same thing of if I'm trying to live in my truth and really do work that's aligned to how I see the world and what my value system is and how I'm evolving. Yeah, I'm the only person often that looks like me in my workplace or I am doing projects for sales purposes and not things that are necessarily ethical in the, you know, in the background. And Jason, you've spoken about the things that you could have done to make more money or to get a better positioning, but it doesn't really align with who you are or what you want to do. And I think that's why it's really relevant because no one's talking about it and no one's having these public conversations. And I think that's why the question is so important. And that's why the question is like, is our changing attitudes towards fashion actually changing fashion? Because we're all evolving and having these epiphanies and these existential crises and these non-public conversations. Is the structures and the systems that we're working within able to change so that we can live, quote unquote, our best lives within this industry? Because it seems right now we've spoken, Jason and I have spoken on this podcast many times about this mass exodus that seems to happen in waves, right? There's always a cycle where 10 people you know just left to start a yoga retreat or become a wellness healer or become a therapist because that really is more aligned to their vocation and their calling. It really is a paradox that I'm really struggling to reconcile. But I also love fashion. It's one of those things where it's like, be grateful. You're one of the few Black people that have made it. Be grateful. I get the, you know, we gave you opportunities. Why are you complaining? So it's that same, don't bite the hand that feeds you. But for the same token, it's, is that our only option? Put up and shut up or get out. There has to be another way. And that's really what I sense from your video, because you're not actually saying, fuck it, I'm out. You're really like, I'm struggling to stay here and I don't know how to do that and still be my authentic self. And before you answer that, I didn't find that video controversial at all. I found it to be so, not matter of fact, I thought your messaging was really important, but I loved your candor and I just love you sitting there. I didn't. I, I don't think about boat rocking when real authentic sentimental things like that are expressed and I and I and, I'm, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you as well because you know one would say oh my god it's so brave like you you dare to utter that you're not fully over the moon to to be looking so great and having these amazing clothes and in these you know fashion capitals I, I think a lot of people think about those sort of things I'm like oh my god I can't why but can I just set why? some perspective though Jason <laughs> can I just set some perspective you are a very you live in your truth and your power and some people would see that as controversial by some of the things that you are a truth teller. And knowing the inner workings of marketing, influencer marketing, all of that brand stuff, I think what Vanessa did was in equal parts brave and 
authentic and the realest content I've seen in a long time. But it was also quite dangerous because to this point of don't bite the hand that feeds you, that could be quite off-putting to a lot of brands, to agencies, to other people. I mean, you also dropped it during Paris Fashion Week. You didn't even wait till you got home. Yeah, I when I decided to post that, I mean, I maybe because, you know, I had literally just recorded it and like posted it and I was like, I don't, you know, I'm just leaving it there. I didn't really think you know, too much about it. I wasn't like, oh my God, I might get in trouble for this. I might do this because I felt in that moment with the intensity of fashion month, you know, and also with the background of like coronavirus happening as well, you know, there's a lot of things happening on the planet and, um, you know, being a Chinese person, you know, seeing the stories of xenophobia and racism and violence against people of my community And, you know, here I am and I'm like, woo, fashion week, you know, like here I am going to a show. And I just felt like, um, you know, what am I, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my platform? Um, How can I post this like fabulous outfit? Meanwhile, you know, all the shit is going down in the U.S. And even, you know, being in, in Paris, you know, like drivers would not would sometimes cancel rides on my assistant and I because we're, oh, you know, because my, you, you can see a photo of me and I, you know, I'm clearly Asian or Asian adjacent. So there's all of these things that are going on. And I mean, kudos to those people who can kind of like cut reality out from their Instagram life. But for me, I was feeling the intensity of everything. And also, you know, like, having, um, and again, like outwardly fashion month, it's fun. It, it does have elements of fun, but it's very intense. You know, you, you go to shows, you have to like go change outfits and you're being photographed. And then it's literally from, you know, 7 a.m. till 12 at night where you're going from one thing to another. I was mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally exhausted. And um, all through fashion month, you know, it's always having the same conversations with my girlfriends, just being like, oh gosh, like I'm so exhausted. I miss my kids. You know, why am I here? My kids are at home. Um, I have all of these other projects I want to do. Like, is this really what I want to be doing? And I felt like in that moment, um, I remember it was like a rainy day in Paris. I just got back, um, from a show or something like that. And, reading the New York Times, you know, seeing what's going on in the world. And I'm like, I need to put this up because it's not just for me. It's for everybody out there who is working in press, who is an influencer, who's a model. And that was just um, an, an impulse. So I posted it, I put it up there and I'm like, whatever, this is just, you know, this is my truth. And um, I mentioned this in my last episode where I spoke about the IGTV episode was that um, I didn't realize until that moment of releasing that video and seeing the feedback that my whole career on Instagram, um, I was operating from a place of fear of, you know, being like, Oh my, whether it be as superficial as like, will someone like this outfit? 
You know, am I, is my caption too long? Is it too meaningful? Is it too this? Oh my God, what about my story? Oh no, like, are these pants too long? Is this too short? Do I look good? Is this too hi-fi? Is this too, like the things that go through your mind when you post a photo. And again, if influencers are just like, this is my day to day, like, you know, I'm just taking a photo and I'm sure some girls are like that, but all the girls that I know who have massive, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions, it's all orchestrated. And when you think like that, when you're like, oh no, I'm just, you know, being critical about it. I'm using, no, you're operating from a place of fear. And I didn't realize that until I was honest. And then when I released that video from uh, truly like a vulnerable, I was super open super emotional. This was two like emotional breakdowns into fashion month. That was when I realized, Vanessa, you have been operating from a place of fear. You've been pandering um, to brands, to, you know, the expectations of followers, the algorithm of Instagram. And that is why you feel so lost because you don't know who you are. And I'm a very strong person. I mean, like Henrietta has known me for many years now. I'm not, you know, some willow blowing this way and that way. You know, I've always known who I was since I was a young child. So I can only imagine for a younger girl or uh, someone who doesn't have such a firm grasp on their identity, how difficult, I mean, it's so difficult for me still. Yeah, and I think even having, I mean, we've been talking about this for a a while now, probably a few years actually, and knowing how strong you are, how smart you are, you have such a strong belief in the universe and yourself, you have such a strong spiritual practice. It's even hard to hear you really distill your internal dialogue around Instagram specifically, because even I wasn't aware of how just how consuming it is um because again and we've spoke about this in our influencer culture episode everyone takes from everything from their own perspective and their own understanding so we're all looking at it I know you personally and I'm still looking at like she looks great she's having such an awesome time now she's in Bali then she's in and 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 we're internalizing that in conjunction to what it means for our lives because comparison culture is real. And so it's really interesting to really see and hear just how detrimental it is while doing the things that seem really aspirational. And I have to say, for from your perspective, and, and you know, Henrietta has a, has a long relationship with you. I don't know you that well, but uh, from what I know of you, I know through Henrietta, and we, we spend a little bit of time together, and I, I know that you're substantive and all of that. But I have to tell you, when I see your Instagram sometimes, and I have mentioned to Henrietta, I'm just like, is she just is she just talking about dripping? <laughs> when I mean dripping, dripping. <laughs> you know, dripping the dripping guys. What you're wearing, I'm dripping. I'm dripping in this head to toe looks and all this kind of stuff. And I have to say, and I, I've gotten that from you, but I've also gotten that from a host of other influencers. Some of them I know, some I don't. I, I speak about the ones that I know because I know a bit more about their character. And I sort of like, I'm like. Wait a minute, this becomes about dripping in your head to toe overpriced clothing that most of this audience out there um, um, can't afford. And also the ones I can't afford, I'm like, and this, don't take this personally, please, Vanessa, but I'm just like, 
this is the influence that you want to impart, and they're probably in, in the mix because of the, the Asian influence, but this is the, the influence that you want to impart to your next generation of Asian consumers who, A, they're behind the curveball in terms of consumer culture, and they'll have to go through that process to then come back to hopefully something more spiritual, but what you're feeding is something incredibly, incredibly shallow right now. That's the purest, that's obviously the purest, um, <laughs> that's obviously the, 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 the purest perspective. But I think about that, I think about how it compromises so um, so effectively the, the 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 character the character of some people who just want to do who want to do more who stand for more but ultimately cannot and get so reduced to just talking about a dripping outfit. I, I started to keep it in that one space, but that's how I that's how I see it. And never mind as a personal sort of observation as well, as someone who has lived a life of style and you know that with, without trying, I've always found it really weird that someone would step out on stage and literally just brag and boast about what they're wearing head to toe in the event of of corralling an audience of consumers. But again, that's my personal observations, but I had to say that. I mean, that is... But, <laughs> but and then, hold on, just to make that point, this doesn't go for models who just put on their things, it's supposed to look attractive and, and, and elicit sales. That's a different thing than when you are a personality, an influencer, that you bring your own, you bring your own set of attributes to that, you know, to that profile. And there's there shouldn't be a cookie cutter thing like that. You're different from this, from this one. Actually, it creates a great opportunity for a host of different messaging of more substantial position um, uh, to, to, you know, to sort of float on this platform. But look what has happened. It's like, it's become formulaic. It's like, look great, wear expensive clothes, choose a cause today, maybe choose another cause tomorrow, keep talking on the cause. It doesn't matter, but just keep talking on it. That's the profile right now. But I think one of the things that you're overlooking is, and I'm not discounting what you're saying. I agree largely with what you're saying. But the underlying issue here is is money, right? You follow the money. So we, we often talk about the idea of independence, like to really truly make any meaningful change. You have to be a true independent. You have to be a true independent, especially this age. You can't be bought and sold. Because when you are reliant, whether you're an executive, whether you're in marketing, whether you're a brand leader, whether you're an influencer or a designer or creative director, like you are so reliant on the money from investors, from consumers, from performance marketing, that you do what performs. That's one of the things, I mean, you know, I mean, my whole thing with performance marketing, what marketing looks like today, it looks completely different to when I started in this industry, because it is all based on performance and certain metrics that are actually beyond our control. So in order to manipulate and and kind of have control over that, we do what performs, we do what we know works, we deviate away from our creative selves, we deviate from an authentic narrative mm. to sell clothes. And it's, so it's the same behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. So everyone's following the money. And we talk about it, if you want to talk about race authentically, if you want to talk about change, if you want to talk about climate change, you have to be too independent because telling the truth can can really fuck with your money. And to that point, you mentioned on, on just to quote you there, Vanessa, you mentioned that, you know, how do you how do you live your truth essentially and maintain the life as you live it now? And I have to say, I I the response to that may not may be that you can't maintain life as you live it now because it's diametrically opposed to your values mm-hmm. in many ways. And that's what, in many ways, that's what you outlined 
in your podcast, you were like saying, you know, I, particularly on the environmental issue, said that is the big elephant in the room. But yet the practices that you and and your peers sort of are involved in really is contrary <laughs> to a lot of those improvements that we're asking for in culture and, you know, surrounding the environment and so on and, and, and so on and so forth. And again, there's no like quick reconciliation. What I appreciate is just the observation, at least, at least you're saying, you know what, I'm thinking about this, this doesn't look right to me right now. No, most importantly, nor is it feeling right. You're not leaping to a, you're not leaping to a decision because obviously your, you know, your your income in your life and you're trying to transition and you're also trying to court conversations like these, you know, to 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 weigh in and to help us all, you know, formulate our our decision making. Can I can I just propose this or just put this out there and to get um to get Vanessa's feed on this because we just we did discuss this in this form and that being um Garance, for example. In our in our Garance uh, episode, uh she recently spoke at the Business of Fashion Voices on her um on her departure from the the influencer lineup, it was a very it was a very candid situation. She spoke, she spoke about her journey and how that space was no longer essentially feeding was no longer feeding her soul, and she stepped out of that lane. And she has formulated not that she doesn't occupy that space of influence any longer. She's a tastemaker and an influencer. And I don't I, this is not here to you know to co-sign her a hundred percent, but. From what I've seen that she has done, it's almost though she's taken that legacy influencer profile. She has really updated it to to bring it much closer to her, to 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 things that she really endorses, to things that she really co-signs. She obviously does um, influential stuff by by um, uh, sponsoring brands and so on, quite a bit of it actually. But I don't know why with her, and again, everything can be performances these days unless you really see behind the behind the scenes. But I feel that, you know, someone like that has taken the position of authentically reviewing the brands that she, that comes to her for endorsement or maybe going out and seeking brands that she feels more, you know, politically aligned or culturally aligned with and so forth. I, in that space, and there may be other examples, but in that space, I feel that there is a, you know, she's still in a commercial She's still in a in a commercial role. She's there to influence the the procurement, the selling of products. Um, but however, I feel that it's it's not with her selling her soul to the devil. She has chosen, as I said, brands that are close to her heart or that she would use herself, or you know, she properly endorses. And that there, I feel like in that that there's a marriage of of some kind where I'm not looking at it and seeing like total hypocrisy. Is there? Is there a balance that can be found while still having you contribute in a similar way that you have been contributing? Yes, yet bringing it to a closer place to your to your heart. Yeah, I I think there is. I mean, when I posted that video, I would have said no um, <laughs> because you know I, at that moment I was just like, there's nothing. You know, nothing is working. No one is really like trying to do the work out here. Um, but then I started getting, I mean, first of all, I got maybe now it's like 800 comments, but close to 800 comments, like 90,000 views. Wow. And I got so many private emails from people, actually a lot of people that work in fashion mm-hmm. in a lot of really big brands, like at big, you know, having very high up positions in them. And a lot of these people gave me uh, advice. They were like, you know, when you work with brands, 
um, really sit down, you know, with a brand and, and, and not just have um, your agency necessarily broker the deal and be it like, okay, great, you know, Vanessa's going to look fabulous in this outfit, but instead ask for a meeting um, with the people at the brand and be like, you know, th- these are the things that are really important to me right now. Are there any initiatives within your company that we can do together? Because something I, I did realize in the last six months is that people are trying. I mean, not like, you know, the huge brands of the world, but there are brands, um, you know, middle of the way brands that are gaining a lot of traction and who have, um, who have sustainability, environmental, environmentalism, um, mindfulness, more so built into the DNA um, of their business model. Yeah. And it's just, again, opening the conversation and not assuming that people are not doing the work. So that is something um, that moving forward for me, I really want to foster. And I think one of the greatest kind of results from this video, not that I did it intentionally for anything, was that it has brought people, like-minded people to me. Because again, I mean, on Instagram, all you see, maybe it's like me dripping in this like beautiful Loewe like dress and whatnot. People just assume that all influencers kind of operate from the same level. But when I was completely honest with where I stood, then, I mean, a lot of fashion brands, fashion people came to me and and they were like, look, I've been feeling the same thing and maybe we can do something together. You know, maybe this is how we can start moving forward. So um, there there was some, there were so many positive things, I you know, that. from me releasing that video. And again, it was just like me and my prejudgments of being like, well, it seems like we're fucked, was, it but seems we're like not. There was assumptions on both sides. Yes, right? exactly. That kept everything stagnant. And what I love about what you just said and what I think is such an incredible position to be in, um, it's really powerful, is being able to say, what does true collaboration look like? You know, so you're bringing, your, you're bringing the power back to yourself and you're not just a pawn in this game where you're like, I do this, it's all prescribed, I do what performs. You're genuinely saying, what does a meaningful partnership or collaboration look like? And I think that's, you know, advice I would give for, you know, any influencer who may be listening to this is that moving forward, whether you work with a manager or an agency, you know, sit down with your agents and be like, this is really important to me. Moving forward, I want to be um, more a part of the conversation. I just don't want to be the face of something. And that's, you know, even before I signed with an agency, that was always how I operated. Mm -hmm. You know, I always was the person sitting with the brand being like, you know, here I am. These are my interests. These are my inspirations. This is my background. You know, kind of like um, an analog way of working with fashion labels. And that was, um, for me, that doing this video, um, getting all this feedback has really motivated me again to be like Vanessa at the end of the day, only you can be an advocate for yourself. Mm. And you, if this is important to you, because you know, we live in this environment, this climate right now where everyone's like sustainability, environmentalism. I mean, all these words are have been co-opted not only by fashion, but like every, like the oil industry has even co-opted, you know what I mean? Like the idea of sustainability and environmentalism. Um, Total cause washing. Exactly. Uh, So 
people are saying they get it. You know what I mean? They're like, no, we get it. Like environmentalism, like let's, you know, not use straws. Like, and I think every, you know, everything, every small effort does make a change. But for me, this is something that's so important right now. And I think generally um, in the industry, people are just trying to survive and they're working on, they're still working on the old paradigm. And I'm not waiting. I don't want to wait for these people to catch up to me because, you know, by then I'm going to be already, you know, like 10, 20 steps ahead of what I want to do. So now I'm like, I want to take the power back into my own hands because this is something that's coming from an authentic place. Mm -hmm. And I want to stay in fashion because I feel like I can make a difference. And it's like, what other influencer out there, you know, who's not to say that, my my feed is like all about, you know, all of these things that I want to do. No, but I'm moving in the direction and trying to really align myself and champion um, these causes and people and new ways of doing things that no one else is willing to do. And it doesn't mean that you can't look great doing it. There's, and nothing, I think, and that's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong exactly. with being exactly. amazing yes. and, and working on a cause. Like, yes. that's, that's, and that's <laughs> the key because I think that's the beauty of fashion, right? It's when it... In, in its best ways, um, it is about that contradiction. Like, it's not an either or. It's not like you either look great and you're a vapid bitch or you're only <laughs> about the cause and exactly. you don't get to wear Lueve. Like, exactly. it really like, isn't. That is like, but that is reality, right? And I think that's why, you know, I mentioned at the end of my IGTV episode, I'm like, if we can just practice more compassion mm-hmm. for one another, mm-hmm. you know, things would move so much faster, and I was, you know, talking to my friend Philip Lim um, in my, you know, season opener, and he had decided not to do a fashion show mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. you know, because he felt that, first of all, I mean, financially, it was a huge thing to do. Yeah. It was a lot to ask of his employees, basically, like, forget about Christmas, forget about New Year's, you know, we're preparing for a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the financial, the emotional um, physical stress mm-hmm. of putting on a show. And he decided not to do one. And he said, you know, he was so scared and that um, when people asked him when his show was, he was like, oh, I'm actually, you know, deciding to do an in-store thing. All of these people were like, oh, why? What happened? Did something happen? Did they take you off the schedule? And he was like, no, I'm actually choosing to do this because, That's you know, because he yeah. was like, this, not to say that he's not going to do another runway show, but he says, in this moment, this felt like the right thing to do. And from like a fashion person's mind, you know, not even, you can be any age in fashion. Like a typical fashion person would be like, oh, you got soft, bitch. Mm-hmm. You went. Exactly. And that is like, that is what we need to really like change in fashion is that like, you got to go harder, faster, longer, don't eat. Don't drink. And don't this do. Is the system that I'm talking about, we've been indoctrinated into this system, and ha- that's and everything that you're saying about Philip Lim is exactly what I'm talking about. That change of being an independent, an independent thinker, an independent in fashion, because that attitude feels so counter to the system that we've been indoctrinated in. That bravery to say, actually, I'm going to stand apart and. And do things differently. Well, it, it it's kind of funny because I think about in terms of doing things, um, in doing things differently. I think about this age, and I'm just like, I don't. 
you know, waiting for the the endorsement of the greater fashion industry or the weigh-in and all that sort of stuff, I'm just like, the economics speaks so loudly right now <laughs> that all that playground fashion stuff of like, oh, oh, you know, you draw you you draw an opinion because like, oh, the, the, you're not following the old world rule or da da da, all that kind of stuff. I feel is just going out the window because. The, the business of doing business is so difficult right now. So many businesses are falling off the cliff like lemmings. So it's it's about, hey, it's, a, it's about survival, but it's not about any longer. Like, oh, you're not doing this to show that you're healthy or you're not doing this to show that you're relevant or whatever the case may be. A, a lot of these decisions now actually come down to sound economics, like nothing looking anywhere beyond that, it doesn't matter. So I'm actually happy that that social component of like, you know, egging people on or dismissing them or whatever the case may be, is being eliminated because that stuff just is irrelevant now. It's becoming more and more irrelevant. It doesn't speak to business and it certainly doesn't speak to the longevity of of brands. (laughs) But also just the true independence of being able to sit and think about bespoke strategies that work for you. Like, I love that Philip was like, I'm not going to ask my employees to cut off their Christmas. That is not how I want to run my business. How many CEOs say that about their companies and care about the physical, mental, emotional well-being? They want to turn a profit. And I think this is what I'm talking about. These changing systems or the idea of changing the system so that we're thinking more independently about who we want to be, the companies that we want to become, and the industry that we want to create. And I think it's exciting because people are doing it. I think talking to you and listening to your path and how you want to take your career from here, listening to people like Philip Lim, who are literally having the bravery to say, I'm not doing a show. I don't care if it makes me look weak or soft or like I'm not doing well. That does not work for me right now. That is the thinking that is really kind of old guard, like the allies of the world, like I think it is really taking it back to that true independence. That's the only way change is going to happen. But I'm also seeing the dark arts of the, I'm also seeing the God, dark arts. God, Jason. I was like, let me have this moment. I'm sorry. Let me have this moment of true positivity where I'm literally like, is this the light? Is this the way forward? No, well, I, that's fine. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that vision. But I'm going to bring in the dark arts. And where the dark arts come into this is that this just gives brand uh, a whole new arena of ripe victims, that being of young, impressionable influencers to to manipulate and to twist and to ultimately use them in way to move products. So that's actually what we don't have enough time to get into it in in this, but I actually was going to ask you about the the role of the brand in this. We spoke about it to some extent, but in terms of how they drive this, you know, this uh, drive in this lane and how they ultimately own individuals like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm sorry. No, like I I mean, I definitely agree. I think, like, at the core of it, we're just running out of time on this planet. Oh, I love that statement. You know what I I mean? Like, at the end of the day, when I posted, like, this video, I'm like, honestly, you live so briefly on this planet, and then you die, you know? And then we leave. And am I going to get caught up in all of this bullshit and, you know— not trying, not being my authentic self and being afraid of the repercussions of, of being honest. And I'm just like, no, I really, I really, I really don't care. You know, I just, 
don't want to put all of my energy into this anymore. And whether or not we can save fashion, I mean, the planet where it is right now, I mean, that's it, it's a very big question. There are things that are changing, but same, you know, like devil on the other shoulder there. Um, it's just something else for the industry to co-opt. Um, with light, there's always going to be darkness and... Um, but also with darkness, there will be light. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But again, like for me at the core of it is we've got a very short amount of time to fix things on this planet. Yeah. And whether, I mean, just look at this, you know, the outbreak of the virus, right? Like all of these people aren't going to work. I mean, pollution is down because there aren't as many planes in the sky. Um and, you know, I'm, like, reading the New York Times, and it's, like, they're worried about the stocks? Something <laughs> that okay. is okay. imaginary? Okay. I'm, like, how Thank is you. this the headline? Okay. And it's, like, oh, you know, the UK is going to subsidize? I'm, like, nah. Like, this is, is this real? And, and that just kind of shows you, like, the mass, right? Like, this is, we're just living in this capitalist culture, yes. and all we worry yes. about are imaginary stocks, yes. imaginary things. Um, and and I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. And and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> imaginary it's stuff. So, it's been such a pleasure. I Honestly, I mean, we do talk a lot, but yeah. I could talk to you all day on this podcast. Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, this and this was... lends itself to a part two. Just put it exactly. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But thank you so much, Vanessa. You're amazing. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm so excited for you, thank by you the so way. Thank you so much for your time. Bye. 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 Huh? It's my time for something.